This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. You know what's up, welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up, welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly sudden host, and as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Roca. Have you been doing that exact same intro for like eight years now? And the zany one, Bert Rohde. Hey, boys. <laughs> Two trailer park girls go around the outside, around the outside. <laughs> I was just going to try to slide in there. It was no big deal. I like that intro video. That's still the only time I've ever ridden one of those scooters. <laughs> it might be the last time I rode one of those scooters, too. They don't have scooters down there by in Florida? You can't scooter your way to Bucky's? I don't know. I'm not in a big city anymore. Like, I'm not in a city. I went to Jacksonville a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I had to Trevor go Lawrence? See, no, I had to go see a lawyer. But uh, I went into Jacksonville right. for the first time since moving to Florida. And everyone complained to me about, oh, it's a big, it's the city, you got to get into it. So I, it was going in the morning, and we all know what it's like getting into Baltimore or DC in the morning. I'm like, this is gonna suck. Yeah, it's the worst. I drive into downtown Jacksonville, no traffic. I park on the street. How I many go potholes? Uh, no potholes, but also no people. I did see a bunch of scooters down there, though. But I never go to big cities now. I'm out of the city life. How many scooters? I'm, I'm, I'm a country boy now. Mm. <laughs> He's one of them good old boys. Yeah. Right. I'm in the suburbs. I, I do go to Bucky's like three, four, five times a week. But uh, outside of that, yeah, I don't go into the city. Bucky's is two miles from my house. So, but, uh, but a story's not me. The story is we've got three boxes for like the first time in two years. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've, I've popped in at least once in the last year. Well, near opening day, maybe. I don't well, know. You turned us down in the Outer Banks. I know yes, that. I was sleepy. I, I I was looking forward to that vacation ending as soon as possible. So I figured the sooner I went to bed, the sooner it was the next day, and then that day would be over. So I, I that was like a, my mental thinking when I used to volunteer at the camp for the kids. I didn't like being there, so I figured the earlier I go to bed, the sooner that day is over. 
<laughs> mm, that's well, how I, people end up in their beds for weeks at a time without moving. But okay, right. Yeah, and totally I enjoyed happen. that vacation. <laughs> I, 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 I did too, it. but I I was without my wife, and I Me had too. all three kids to myself, and it was like, all right, but, you know, uh-huh. Saturday will be here soon. <laughs> he's he's describing the same. My, that was my vacation too. So okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Once the sun went down, I'm not into board games. You know, it's like all right. That's All right, get me out of here. <laughs> hey, I'm um, just being zany. Yeah, hey, we got some uh, we got some bird story time t- tonight, which I'm pumped about. We'll All talk right. some Orioles. The minor league seasons has wrapped up. The Orioles. Um, well, the regular season. Well, the regular season for everyone, but Norfolk, yeah, is wrapped yeah. up. Then uh, the Orioles season will never end. I think at this That's point, right. it will never we, end. We figured out the key to make some money on my bookie, thanks to the Orioles. Yeah, did you did you take advantage tonight as well? I did not tonight. I saw okay. John Means was on the mound, so I did not. Yep, I did as well. I know I did tonight. What's that? Just bet against the Orioles? We we take the over. We bet the yeah. over on every Oriole game. Unless unless John Means or Chris Ellis is pitching, and then you go with right. the under. Right, exactly. But John Means is pitching tonight, and Cedric Mullins is not playing. So does that cancel itself out? So that's definitely take the under. Yeah, that's the Orioles take the under. score. I was going to say the Orioles scored zero runs with that lineup. But I just looked at it, and they've already scored two. So, <laughs> but the lines normally like nine or ten runs. So you always, so you, it's pretty straight to take the over ninety percent of the time. I mean, if you look, if you just look at our lineup, I don't know if anyone's checked our lineup recently. Here's our lineup from tonight. There's Hayes, Mountcastle is our one and two, Santander is three. Then here, here's the rest of the names: four, Severino, McKenna, Valleca, Richie Martin, Gutierrez. That's our lineup. So, how many runs is, is, is that team scoring? Four, Eesh. two. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, this is full on. Let's get the number one pick. Yeah. The race is on with Arizona. Let's go. Yeah, yep. Go Phillies. So, yeah. So Matt, <laughs> so Matt cued me in on this earlier in the week about betting the over. And then, if you really want to make some money, you you parlay the over with the Orioles loss. Yeah. Now, I don't, it's I don't tough, bet against Orioles losing. To That's money on the Orioles losing. It's, it's hard. It breaks your heart, but it brings a lot more money in. I wonder how many Baltimore fans last night put money on the uh, Chiefs. I don't know, but Silas is behind you. I know. A little creepy, <laughs> creepy <laughs> head back around. I don't know, but I was, I was the smart one that put money on the Ravens. Not with the points, just straight up Ravens. Um, just straight up? Or no, never mind. I, I did take the Ravens and the points because the points were in the Ravens' favor. Right. So I did bet on the Ravens yesterday. Um, also knowing that it the Ravens disappointed me so much in Oakland. I lost a lot more money in Oakland on the Ravens than the little right. bit that I won by taking the Ravens. Cause I wasn't going to oh, put no. a whole lot down. Uh, yesterday. So you, were, you were all hyped up for week one and disappointed in Las Vegas. Yeah. 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 But then I can't, but then I got, I convinced myself that the Ravens are not that bad. They got injuries. They'll work them out. They're probably looking past the Raiders. They're getting ready for the Chiefs. There's no if they basically my thought was if they lose to the Chiefs, this season's over. It's over in oh, week really? two. <laughs> well, as in like they're not going to do anything. They can't get past the injuries. And then yeah. once, so I put some money down on the Ravens. And then once I saw the Raiders beat the Steelers, I said, all right, well maybe the Raiders are better than we all thought. Sure. So then I put a little bit more money down on the Ravens. <laughs> and it worked out in my favor. Nice. In the end. Yeah, I had no yeah. expectation that they would win last night. But I also, even if they had fallen to 0 and 2, I still wouldn't have thrown in the towel on the season. Um, not, I mean, 
not not the way they played last night. At the beginning of that game, I, I don't know how we got on Ravens because we weren't supposed to talk about the Orioles' dreadful lineup. <laughs> but the start of that game with the Orioles, with the Ravens, and Lamar throwing like two picks real early in the game, just stupid picks. Pick six on the yeah, first drive. Pick six. Yeah. So it was definitely uh, it was definitely not expected, but it was that had to be the most fun Ravens regular season game in a long time. Oh, no doubt. It was unbelievable. I'm back, guys. <laughs> I just ran up. There you go. Too many, stairs, too many in stairs in your house. I, this three floor thing, this townhouse three floor thing is not not good when the kid wakes up in, t- in the top floor and we're doing the show <laughs> in, the, in the bottom floor. <laughs> I got you. We were just talking about the uh, Ravens game last night and the surprise. Yeah, it was. If you read any Twitter comments up until the fourth quarter, you would think the Ravens have zero chance of winning. Right. And, uh, and not a game that we were like disappointed in before that fourth quarter. It was where we were having the conversation of, well, at least we're playing hard. We're trying, we're running. There's some, there's some good things to pull out of the game. We're beat up. Of course, we're not going to beat the chiefs. We've got too many injuries. Oh yeah. I mean, perspective is everything. This is why I feel like I had a very successful date in life in high school. Even if the girls would always break up with me, I was just so happy that they would go out with me once. So yeah, this whole perspective high school. Everything. You bring up this high school date in life all the time, and you've never (laughs) mentioned more than two names. But so I don't know about that the success rate. But when we we were playing Oakland, no, there was very little success rate. But my my expectations were so low that it still exceeded them. But when we were playing Oakland, I couldn't even listen. I couldn't even talk to anyone about the Ravens and think about the Ravens for for days afterwards because my expectations were so high. I was so sick watching the Orioles. My expectations yes. were through the roof for the for to crush Oakland. I thought we win by three touchdowns. Yeah, because we always Same. come up gangbusters opening night, and the fact that that little sorry team, I mean the Vegas Raiders, what are we talking about here? That they beat us made me so mad. That in the Chiefs game, given all our injuries, now you hear Stanley's out. Given all our yep. injuries, I, I just yep. assumed we would lose, and so the fact that we won, it's just it's kind of wild. Yeah, I was already resigned to losing to the Chiefs. Like I, I accepted that was probably going to happen. Like you said, given the injuries, that the Chiefs are the best team in football, or at least in the AFC, and all that stuff. So obviously, I was pleasantly surprised. But now I'm like super pumped. And just like you, man, yeah. I didn't, I didn't look at anything, even NFL related after Week One. The Ravens lost someone in a, or, uh, to the Raiders. I uh, my fantasy team lost week one. I was like, I don't even care. Oh, about fantasy football. was a joke week one too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now this week, yeah. Ravens won. Fantasy won. I spent all day watching YouTube clips from the game last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's crazy how all that kind of perspective can change from a week, and then you talk start talking about all these injuries, and then you know against when you play against the Chiefs, your offensive line did all right without Stanley. You're saying, okay, this could actually work. Our running right. game was dominant. Away, away is it looks like an impressive dude on defense, uh, that pass rusher. So, yeah, you can. And, and I thought also that the other thing I want to say about the game is that was to me the epitome of who Lamar Jackson is. They right? let him Comes be Lamar. Out, makes a dumb decision or t- throws that pick uh, six, and you can blame the yeah. receiver if you want or whatever. And then, and then a, a short while later, Throws in the triple coverage, just one of the dumbest decisions a quarterback will ever make. Yep. He also ends that in the, in that first play, right? Misses Marquise Brown, kind of a wide open, easy touchdown right there. Classic Lamar Jackson. That same dude 
um, outplays Lamar, outplays Patrick Mahomes at the end and wins the game doing things that no one else can do, right? So when you're rooting for Lamar Jackson, you're going you're to get the most exciting player in football. You're also going to get a couple dumb things, a couple missed things that he should do as a quarterback, right. but he makes up for it tenfold by doing things no one else can do. Right. And that and that fumble that Awe got set it apart because it was going to we were settling into that it was a tough played game that we just can't can't win. And yeah, they're rolling down their, they're, oh they they they're, they're going to yeah. make a field goal. Yeah, they'll hit the field yeah. goal and we lose right. without that. Right. And then if we don't go for fourth and one, hey, are you guys okay with the um I don't know who made the call John Harbaugh Lamar Jackson, but are you guys okay with them going for fourth and one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. of course. Given the result, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and at the time, I what like, were you saying though? Are you time we're saying John Harbaugh? Oh, no, we were saying go for it. Okay, you couldn't. You there was. We just saw the Raiders with thirty seconds obliterate our defense and come back. You weren't going to give the ball back to the Chiefs with that much time on the clock. So right. and yeah, I like yeah. The 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 story is that John Harbaugh asked Lamar. John Harbaugh knew what Lamar was going to say. What there would was, happen? There's what would no happen way Lamar will say, no, no kick thanks. it, kick it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I'd say I get, I, I mean, I've had some time to process it, but, and even, even when you were still trying to guess whether or not they would go for it or should they or should they, dumb move, smart move, uh, it was still a game they were expected to lose anyway. So right. I, I think they had nothing to lose by going for it. And, yeah, they shouldn't and, have never even been in that position if Clyde Edwards Hilaire hadn't fumbled the ball. Yeah, so someone's going to give him house money. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. And then you're just going to ja- give it right back to him. Even with no timeout, a minute and 10 seconds left, he's going to put it in field goal range. Right. And, and John, John was saying on the sideline that everyone was telling him to go for it before he even asked Lamar. That he sure. looked at the defensive coaches and they said, go for it. That Nick Boyle <laughs> was there right behind him yelling, go for it. He just said, sweats, everyone on the yeah. sideline. Yeah. <laughs> So everyone wanted to go for it. We all knew that that was the call, but it's still exciting just because it, it is. John Harbaugh talks a lot about the fight in this team and the mentality of the Ravens versus other teams. And I don't look into other teams as deep as I do the Ravens, but there's definitely a mentality and swagger of the Baltimore Ravens as well, one and, big unit. And last night there was a little more swagger than usual. Let it be known. There's a little more swagger than usual in Lamar Jackson. I mean, I don't know. Last time I saw Lamar Jackson, just give a guy a stiff arm on the sideline or Lamar Jackson <laughs> yeah. have the chance to run out of bounds and instead stick his helmet in some guy's Jersey, like he's oh. some kind of fullback, but Lamar Jackson wanted that game. He wanted to beat Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Um, and he, yeah, he wanted and, that thing. And yeah, we've seen Lamar take the ball and run often when, we're like, oh, well, he panicked and ran too early or something and tried to do it himself and didn't trust his teammates. Yesterday was different when that fourth quarter where he really did put the entire team on his back. And, and, and I believe, I mean, I believe that final drive, it was like him running every play. Yeah. And, and to, to, to John Harbaugh's credit, even despite Lamar Jackson, sometimes he makes mistakes with his fumbles or turnovers or whatever, or bad decisions or missed throws. Um, John Harbaugh continually has has kind of put his faith, even going back to last year, like put his faith in Lamar Jackson. Like with the game on the line, John Harbaugh trusts Lamar Jackson to either run or pass or make that decision. So props to John Harbaugh for for letting Lamar Jackson do that. And yeah, when you're looking at the fourth and one, I was doing it in my head, what's a higher percentage chance that Lamar Jackson gets one yard or that we stop the Chiefs going, you know, 50 yards or whatever in 50 yeah. seconds? And just mathematically, it's just, I think it's a pretty simple decision. 
Yeah, it is. It is. You go for the fourth and you go for the one yard. Even though that's kind of the non-traditional right decision. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was the second time ever in you know your, the opponent's territory that someone or your own territory that someone's gone for it um, in that situation. So. Yeah, but you're also seeing that more and more in football. You're seeing a lot more going for it on fourth down. It's been um, outside of last week's game with the Ravens. It's been a really fun, exciting NFL season. It's been it's been good to watch. Yeah, yeah. And, I've been thoroughly uh, entertained. Right. I feel like that might. I don't know. I'm interested with the Detroit and Green Bay if that's going to be entertaining or not. And I forget who's Thursday night, but Thursday night's game is looks dreadful. Uh, I think it's the I think it's the Texans and the McCaffrey team. The Panthers. Okay, the Panthers. Okay. All right. But uh, anyway, yeah, first two weeks of football have been outstanding games. One o'clock, four o'clock, and then Sunday night were all great yesterday. Yep, yep. It's been it's been a fun NFL season. And, yeah, um, if the Ravens would have lost yesterday, even though I thought they would lose, if they would have lost, I still would have been here all depressed saying our season's over. Now I'm like Super Bowl, Super Bowl back on. Well, yeah. I mean, everything. everyone in the AFC North is one and one. Now, yeah, and we play the Lions next week. We better yeah. be able yep. to beat the Lions. Yep. Things if, are looking uh, up. If we were somehow in time machine and week three, all of a sudden we have Joe Flacco back and we're back to sixteen to thirteen football games, I'd be at Costco on a Sunday afternoon again. Yeah, this, I imagine. I'd win or win or lose. If we'd have lost last night, and we're zero and two. I'd still. Be cheering my brains out, excited to watch a Ravens game because uh, the, the games are spectacular. Because right, Lamar is excited. You yes. like uh, you like Brown wearing number five now, getting to see Flacco run down the sideline. <laughs> I, Flacco has not crossed my mind with the number five, but the single the single digit jerseys are definitely taking some getting used to. Yeah, I don't I don't like the single digits. I will get used to it, but it's gonna take a little while. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. No, it reminds me is it reminds me of old times when Lamar Jackson used to line up as a wide receiver with uh I'm, when <laughs> yeah, Joe yeah. Flacco used to line up as a wide receiver with Lamar Jackson behind right. center. True, it reminds true. me of old times. Yeah, but Marcus Brown, by the way, that kid looks really good too. That's been super impressed to watch him this yeah. in the playoffs last year and and, and starting off this year. So yeah. good on good him. Start. And when yeah. we get Bateman back, it's gonna be even better for him, I think. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, speaking of uh, old times, is it time to, to bring back an old segment we haven't done in years? That's why we got the dude on this podcast. Let's do it. Oh, I remember that little dude. That was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't like... I you I used to do like whole like PowerPoint presentations of bird story time, key points to hit, but uh I was texting Josh or Josh texted me on Thursday night uh last week while I happened to be in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank Park. Um Yeah. Threw me off a little, a little. I didn't get away. <laughs> I I didn't know you were going on like a baseball road trip. So yeah. it was cool because I don't really picture you as the guy that would go to visit the Phillies. And, and, and it was a random game. They were playing the Cubs. You know, it was a Thursday night. Um, but this has all come about because my son, who is now seven, uh, over this summer, you know, despite the woes of the Orioles season, he is obsessed with Major League Baseball right now. 
to the point that like uh, every every minute of every day, it's all he talks to me about. It's all he wants to talk about. He wants to go outside and play baseball, and he pretends he's uh, Nick Castellanos or Joey Gallo. Like he knows he knows all hmm. of these players, and like when Anthony Rizzo got traded hmm. to the Yankees from the Cubs, he was distraught. I'm like, I don't care about Anthony Rizzo. Why do you care about <laughs> Anthony Rizzo this much? But it's his Man, whole not, life. None of those guys are baseball. Orioles. He, he loves the Orioles. The Orioles number one, but he is, he's very much reminding me of myself when I was that age. Um, we, we took a lot of trips this summer and one of our stops was in California. We went to San Francisco. We went to Oakland. And while we didn't catch any baseball there, we did get some pictures outside. Um, Oracle park is the giant stadium. And uh, we went past the uh, O.co. Is that what the A stadium is called now? Um, oh, I didn't know it changed. It's not the Coliseum anymore. I don't know. But anyway, so we have this deal now that anytime we go to an away game to another city, or unfortunately, the A's and the Giants were out of town that weekend, but he can get a cap for whatever team were there. So we left California with an A's cap and a Giants cap. And so we went to Philadelphia and the very first thing we did when we got to citizens bank park was buy a Phillies cap. So he's, he's building a collection and I was, there a concern I was being reminded, he's I was being seven. reminded because on the, sh- on the show years and years and years ago, when I did birth story time week to week to week, you guys would give me crap because I, I used to tell you when I was a kid, I was just a ba- I was an Orioles fan. But I was just a baseball fan in general. So I had a Twins cap. I even had a Yankees cap. I had all these. I was just fan of baseball. So I, I have to admit that I'm kind of, I'm not. I'm certainly not discouraging it because he's reminding me of myself when I was seven, and I'm, I'm here for it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a normal stage to go That's through. Fine. Yeah, yeah I, mean, just, I remember Josh sporting the Marlins hat. I'm just thinking sure. more as like a dad that he's like seven and his head's tiny and he's going to quickly outgrow those hats. I'm thinking of all yeah. the shoes I've bought for kids. And I'm like, the hats would going to go down the same path. That's a good point. And all of the hats we bought are adjustable though. So they're on like the tightest. Okay, good. Adjustment. Good. So he's got some growth to go. Okay. Uh, all right. So we should get a couple years out of him. I'm hoping. Um, Citizens Bank Park, I was texting Josh a little bit, sending him some pictures and stuff while I was there. Uh, for one thing, it was an amazing game. The the Cubs, uh, you know, I'm not going to bore you with the Cubs field game because who cares, but it was oh, kind of a big comeback deal. Game? Huh? Was that the big comeback game? Yeah. Cubs went up seven and nothing in the yeah. inning, and the Phillies fans like, oh, this is over. And then like an inning and a half later, the Phillies tie it with seven and they add five more and then they add three more. They ended up winning uh, 15 to eight, I think. Something yeah, like I remember that. the game. That was insane. Yeah. 18 to seven, something like that. Um, so the game itself was excellent. Uh, Bryce Harper had a three run home run. We weren't even in our seats. We were standing in the outfield concourse and watched the Bryce Harper three run homer go like over our left shoulders into the second level in right field. So, uh, the Bryce Harper hype is for real. Uh, he, we didn't miss a single one of his at-bats for sure. Um, but Citizens Bank Park is excellent. Uh, mm. I had been there over 10 years ago. I went to see a Jimmy Buffett concert there, uh, which was great. But 
this is only the second time I've been there and it was an actual baseball game. Like I said, it was a great game. The stadium is excellent. Um, they had tons of stuff for kids and it wasn't just like bouncy house. Like the, the, the kiddie playground they have at Camden Yards would be an afterthought at Citizens Bank. Park uh, don't hate on the birdhouse slides. I love the birdhouse bird slides. Slide, yeah. But now that I've seen what they have at Citizens Bank Park, I'm like, we need a mini Camden Yards where, like, we went out there. They have a, a small field modeled after Citizens Bank Park that's just for kids. And there's, mm. you know, high school guys there pitching wiffle balls, you know, five tosses in at bat. It's a long line. But if you're not in line, the kids can be out on the field. And the field has a massive jumbotron of its own that's broadcasting the game. So I sat there, uh, stood so cool. there on the sideline, probably almost two full innings while Albie's out there playing the game. I can see the Phillies game on the jumbotron right behind me. Um, and they and we did it pre-game, um, but you know we got there an hour before the first pitch. We were out there like the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. They were still doing it. They didn't shut it down after the seventh inning. Like it was still running full steam on a random Thursday night where the Phillies are only one game, one or two games over 500. And it was a good crowd. Uh, It was a lot of kids, a lot of families. Um, Great ball game. Uh, They had a climbing wall, the long line, huge climbing wall growing up the brick facade for kids. But it was just a a giant Philly fanatic uh, painted out to be like it was King Kong. So you see the Philadelphia skyline with a giant Philly fanatic climbing the buildings. And then See, for a moment, climbing up the facade. For a moment, I thought you were saying they were climbing the Philly fanatic. Like the big <laughs> climbing wall was the Philly fanatic, and I was thinking yeah. there'd be some weird handholds <laughs> there going up. Um, well, I mean, again, good for Philly with the big crowds, but they don't have to deal with the stuff we have to deal with in Baltimore, like playing on school nights and school stuff. Nights but whatever, but whatever, good for them. Yeah, <laughs> no dark sides, or deal with us by Bert dropping his AirPods. <laughs> I have this problem with my AirPods that anytime I smile real big, it like my ears must swell up and just pop right out. <laughs> you guys gotta stop making me smile because this won't be the last thing. Like steam blowing out my ears. Um, but no, that's that's, so, a, yeah, that's a sweet it, setup. I'm jealous now. It was it was very very cool. I would definitely go back. And I was I was wearing my Orioles gear just because I that's all I have. I wasn't gonna be repping the Phillies or anything like that. That's for my kid. But every everybody had a comment. You're here a little early for the Baltimore series, blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, because that starts some, tonight, right? Some jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they're Thursday, the Orioles are there tonight for the next three games. Um, at least no one's angry at. Like, if you were showing up to Yankee or something, or I don't know, I guess the Braves or something, or Mets maybe. But sure. for the Orioles, no one cares. Nat, right, Nats <laughs> no. gear would be annoying. Yeah, Nats gear would be annoying. No, 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 no one cares about the Orioles. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing, I mean, you might have seen the highlights because it was a, it was kind of a big deal for them to make that was huge comeback game. But the Phillies were wearing their throwback uniforms uh, from like the mid '80s, like the uh, light blue with the oh, maroon blue, yeah. trim. Yeah. yeah, and they apparently that's Throwback Thursday. Every home game all season long is Throwback Thursday, and they wear those old unis. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. I think I mean that's something super easy that would be a yeah. lot of fun to see the Orioles break out the eighties or the seventies uniforms every Thursday yeah. night. That'd be cool. They even played like a video package where it was highlights from previous throwback Thursdays. So the Phillies are all the current Phillies players are wearing their throwback uniforms on the video highlights on the Jumbotron. 
but they've also also put filter on the video so it looks like you're watching 1980s highlights. It's the current Phillies wearing throwback uniforms on Throwback Thursday. I mean, they so you're saying they did was much better experience than Camden Yards. Maybe the Camden Yards the experience has gotten tired because I go so much. But I, uh, I don't know. I think maybe Camden Yards relies too much on it being Camden Yards. Yeah. That that they rely more on this amazing ballpark and not so they don't put any effort into the fan experience because why do you have to? We've got the warehouse, we've got Legends Parks, we've got Utah Street, we've got everything that everyone has copied. Why why do we need to put more work into this? Yeah, I'm with Josh. I think they have everything they need. They they don't need to put more work in it. But it does the the kid stuff. Clearly, like Camden Yards is not built super kid friendly. No, like like that. Not. Like if I if I want to take my kids to a game, we're going to Bowie or something because mm-hmm. there's more right. kid stuff for them to do, and they're not going to be interested in sitting there for a while. So certainly, I think the Orioles could step up their game with the kid stuff. That, yeah, it's really cool. But I mean, you know, grass is always greener. You can have a Phillies fan come down to Camden Yards and say this place is amazing. I'm tired of the climbing wall and the mini field for the kids. Like, this, oh yeah, you know. Yeah, as a grown man, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to climb a wall. I'm not but gonna... I like, no. I like the idea of a King Kong-style Oriole bird up on top of the warehouse. Like yeah, he's climbed yeah, yeah. up there. I think that would, that would be cool. <laughs> the kids don't, I don't need that for the kids. I'm just saying for me, it would look but, cool. Like, did you see that big CGI panther at the Panthers game? Was that this oh, week yeah, or last week? Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Same type of thing. And I know the, the Ravens do that with a raven that flies around. Yeah, yeah they've been doing that, yeah. yeah uh, but yes, raven, same sure. concept. I don't, except no, I don't want like, an Oriole bird's not a scary bird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not. So I want the actual mascot up there swinging his arms around on top sure. of the warehouse. Yeah, I mean, if you want something scary, just have um, Chris Davis's contract jump down on the field and like <laughs> attack oh, people. That scares Chris, me. Chris Davis in the big beard yelling. I could go with that too. Yeah, smashing bats over his head and his knees. Exactly. Angry. Yeah, it out. yeah, it's the ang- <laughs> instead of the angry Oriole bird, it's Chris Davis uh, with a called strike three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, Philadelphia was just uh, the first stop on this little uh, baseball road trip for me and my son. We stayed in Philadelphia for the night after the game, and then the next morning hit the road about four, four and a half hours north to Cooperstown, New York, and uh, visited Cooperstown, did the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, there was It was a lot of cool stuff because – I, I went to Cooperstown when I was nine, so that would have been 1989. I remember vividly my parents took me and my brother, and um, that was the year Johnny Bench and Carl Yastrzemski got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And fast forward here to 2001, just last week uh, was when Derek Jeter and Larry Walker got inducted. Um, hmm. We stayed at the Baseball Town Motel, which is the same motel that my parents took me and my brother to where we stayed in 1989. And the cool thing about that is uh, it is no frills, nothing flashy. It is literally the upstairs of um, one of the baseball memorabilia shops, but it's directly next door to the Hall of Fame. So... We had, we went upstairs to the little it was just a little room with a bed in it and a bathroom that we stayed in. Uh, but the next morning we just walked down the stairs and the Hall of Fame was literally right next door. 
So we didn't have to move the car or anything like that. Um, you know, I always thought that Cooperstown was like really far away because we went when I was, I think, 18. My parents mm-hmm. took us. And I remember it being like a big road trip, that like like a special thing that we drove and had went all the way up to Niagara and did all this other stuff at the same time. And then I, when you were saying you were going there, I looked it up, and it's like five and a half hours from Baltimore. Yeah, that, the, that blows yeah. my mind, too. I was right thinking there, upper New York, like 10-hour drive. Let's yeah, go. That's what, and that's what I still, as a 41-year-old, envisioned it, that it was like a 10-hour drive because <laughs> that's how our dad treated it when we were kids, that it was yeah. super far away. Now I feel kind of regret that I didn't go up there again as an adult since, or since um, – before moving to Florida. Because now it is a little bit of a road trip for you, Josh. Yeah. It's no longer but it's four like, hours. Now yeah. I regret not driving the whatever five and a half when Cal went in. I guess I'll do it when uh, Cedric goes in. Uh, yeah. Uh, Manny uh, Machado? No, I highly recommend it. Your dad was the same way because I told him I'm taking Albie up to Cooperstown. He's like, oh, man, that's like 10 hours away. Yeah. Like, it's like it, five and a half. We, exactly. It's, it's less than driving me to the Outer Banks. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like we could have easily done a three thirty six from from Cooperstown if I knew it was five hours away. We 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 left Saturday morning or Sunday. We were there till Sunday yesterday. We left at like ten in the morning and we were home by three. It, right. was, it was nothing. Everyone should be doing um, this. Aren't the Orioles playing up there in a couple of years? I think next no, year. Williams. It was at Williamsburg next year. Uh, Williamsburg. That was Williamsburg. I remember yeah. just all the jokes because we're in some special location. Williamsport, yeah, yeah Williamsport. Um, I'll get into the, these points. You guys, I mean, yeah, you guys should definitely go. I'd highly recommend it. it it's a, it's just basically a main, well, you, you went when you were 18, but just a little main street, a little tiny town, tons of little restaurants, every single shop. And there's probably at least a dozen of them are all baseball memorabilia shops. So, you know, we, we definitely bought some souvenirs because I mean, for my son, he's super into it. So they were, like old starting lineup figures. He's all into those. And we tracked down a youth um, Montreal Expos cap because he's fascinated that the Expos were once a team. And that, throwback, and now yeah. he, he knows all about Gary Carter and Andre <laughs> Dawson and all these guys who yeah, Pedro were Martinez. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, as um, as Expos players. Right. Uh, yeah. um, but one of the coolest things the in the Hall of Fame – like I said, I was there in 89. So they have all the plaques out there and we spent our time looking through them and all. And we got to 89. I see Yastrzemski and Johnny Bench. I was like, okay, well, this is the last time I was here. And that was almost like it was only like a quarter or a third of the plaques that were in there. Like there's been so many more mm-hmm. since last time I was there. And I spent the majority of the time, at least in the gallery, from like, you know, the mid nineties up to today. Cause these are the guys I had the baseball cards for that are right. like there, like the Andre Dawson's, the Gary Carter's, the Pedro Martinez. Uh, uh, I, I wore uh, a Ripken Jersey and then uh, I had an old Vlad Guerrero <laughs> Orioles Jersey, number 27. So we took a couple pictures where with me in front of the Ripken plaque and then me in front of the Vlad pack. Uh, plaque. Granted, Vlad's in there as a California angel, a yeah. Los Angeles angel, but um, but that was super cool. Uh, just going line by line, uh, 
when I when I went '89, the the only Orioles in there were Brooks and Frank Robinson. That so mm. was pre Earl Weaver, pre Jim Palmer, obviously pre Cal and Eddie. So those right. were all new plaques for me to see. Um, and then just seeing the guys who weren't representing the Orioles in their plaques, but played for the Orioles, like Messina. Um, oh, I'm going to draw. I, I mentioned Vlad. There was, I mean, there's a ton of them in there that you know just aren't represented by the Orioles. Um, so so. If, we, if they let the steroid guys in, yeah, we have even more. Exactly. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Well, that was my question is how do they represent the steroid era? Do they mention them at all? I know they don't well, have tracks for them, but do they have like a right. hall or a wing display? Well, it's, it's the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. So the second and third, the, the whole first floor is basically just the gallery of all the plaques. But the second and third floor are the museum. And so they different exhibits for different sections. They were all excellent, but you do get to like a section that is records. And so you see Barry Bonds name or Roger Clemens, um, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, but there's not, there's no Barry Bonds jerseys hung up. There's no Mark McGuire bats or anything like that. Um, I, I come to think of it. I mean, I, it's almost like Pete Rose. There was no Roger Clemens caps mm. or jerseys hung really? up anywhere, but the guy holds a ton of pitching records. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know this is, if this is hypocritical or whatever, but it seems to me that you can recognize them in the museum without, without putting them in the Hall of Fame. But maybe I agree. You, yeah, it's you can't part do that. I don't, know. I don't yeah. like the idea well, of baseball ignoring these guys. Yeah, I mean their yeah. names are there. They they. You know, we went. We actually went through the museum twice. With an asterisk on them, or no? Just their name. The just, just the name. Like they have the home run list, and there's a massive section just for Babe Ruth, and a massive section just for Hank Aaron. Um, and then, is there a massive section for Shohei Otani yet, or is that coming later? Not yet. <laughs> I, I, w- I, I wouldn't be surprised if one day. <laughs> uh, but then they have them listed, and then Barry Bonds' name is on top, no asterisks, but it's just. Uh, if you weren't if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't see it. Right, right. Um, there was about, full sections. Uh, about, much, um, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask how much time did you spend in the League of Their Own section? <laughs> uh, a good little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you love it's the movie. Section they have they have um, a combination of. Actual memorabilia from the women who played for the that three or four seasons, whatever it was, and then there's also a fair share of like Gina Davis and Madonna uh, memorabilia <laughs> uh, as well. Because um, the movie is almost bigger than the actual thing that happened. Sure, um, sure. No one would know about the thing without the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's probably true too. Um, there was a whole section on um, the desegregation of baseball which is very cool, the Negro Leagues and stuff. And then a new, I think it was a newer section. The for, COVID section? Um, no, not that new. <laughs> um, the uh, Latin uh, players. So, okay. uh, you know, Caribbean, Mexico, um, uh, Venezuela, Dominican, um, lots. And, and not just, I mean, obviously it's become bigger now. But a lot of the names that came out of that part of the world in like the late '60s, early '70s, um, 
uh, Juan Marisol, uh, Roberto Clemente, you know, guys like that who kind of paved the way for what baseball looks like nowadays. Um, I think there should have been a, a special plaque recognizing Mike Elias for finally bringing the last baseball team in 2019, the Orioles, to participating in international players. Recognize Michael Lash right there. Yeah, he, he gets his plaque already. No uh, no <laughs> section on the uh, baseball strike for me and my dad to be in the Hall of Fame? No, there is a section for the strike, for sure. In fact, they I looked for you guys because they had like a collage of... Yeah, we didn't signs. make it into the collage? There was there was a field of greed sign, but it wasn't yours. It was somebody else's. Oh, who ripped off? Who ripped off for your the idea? You were the ones that got on the uh, cover of all the uh, newspapers. Yeah, not in the Hall of Fame. I I would have definitely been Facetiming you if I saw you. I assume so. Yeah. So are these like stationary exhibits, Bert? Are they like if you go there, you know, in six months, do they rotate the exhibits? I think it's pretty stationary. Um, okay. I mean, I hadn't been there in 30 years, but they were different from when I was there. Okay, maybe uh, in 30 years they change, yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine a year from now they'll probably still mostly be the same. There was one exhibit of, like, artwork and photography that seemed kind of thrown together, so that's probably an area where it, they change it out, you know, every mm. year or so, like like any art museum or, or world history museum would do. Uh, right. But the... The other, there's a whole section just on baseball cards, and they have, like, the eight Holy Grails, like, the eight most rare, most expensive baseball Honus cards. Honus Wagner. Yeah, exactly. Behind yeah. glass, in the dark, that you have to hit a button for them to light up, because otherwise they keep them in the dark 24-7 under <laughs> protection. And, you know, you can have a quick, like, 10-second glimpse at it while the light's on, and then the light goes away, and you can't see it anymore. Um so, you know, uh, I mean, everything. I went to Google Images and typed in baseball 1994 strike. And uh, Dad and I are the first sign that comes up that says Field of Greed. But there is another one. And the guy's dressed in all Colorado Rockies gear. I don't remember the Rockies being around in 1994. Oh, they definitely I guess, were. I guess what they come, 92? Yeah, something like that. There were Florida Marlins in the All-Star game at Camden Yards in 93. Okay. All right. Then it probably was 92 they came. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Because it, it was right around 92 or 93 because that that All-Star season of, uh, at Camden Yards when they had, like, the fan fest and stuff, right. the Rockies and the Marlins were, like, the hot item at the time. Yeah, for yep, it was it was 1993. I've got my little Marlins inaugural season uh, Coke glass up here. And nice. it's 93. So it's right next to my all-star game Coke. Oh, what, had, what do you think um, they taste like? You, should we open them up and drink them? I got one of those Cokes too. I, <laughs> I got, got a Coke up here too. Yeah. I also have a box of 2131 Wheaties. We can, but we can eat with it. Nice. I got a couple twenty one thirty one cokes like when the world when the World time. Series were busting all that open exactly oh. exactly <laughs> so that'll uh, be quite the party. They had a thing too because I had Albert Albert with me. The uh, like they do at most museums, just that, something to do for the kids, but like a question, uh, like a scavenger hunt type thing. So right. he was really invested in that because it went section to section where you had to find the clues and answer the question. So it wasn't just like find something you actually had to learn something and write it down and at the end 
they gave him a couple of baseball cards and a pack of big league chew or something. Um, nice. Now, Bert, I know you're the type of guy that goes through museums by reading every single plaque. So how long yeah. did it take you and Albie to get through the Hall of Fame? <laughs> uh, we It was a timed admission, so we got in at 9 a.m. Elder, that, we, it's still that busy that it's a timed admission? It was not busy at all. Okay. Not at all. Gotcha. Uh, but I guess they were still doing it that way just to control the crowds or whatever. Maybe, uh, I think maybe anybody COVID. could have gotten in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, COVID thing. Um, I, I thought it would be more crowded – you know, not considering COVID, but just because Jeter just got inducted last week. Yeah, uh, people can see that. There were a handful of Yankees fans, but it was not overwhelming or anything. Well, you're a pretty uh, lame Yankee fan if you came the week after and not the week of. Yeah, I guess so. I, the week before, yeah, I'm sure it was madness. Um, but no, uh, we, we got in at nine and we were there for a good three hours before we wrapped up and stepped out for lunch. But the we could go back in up until they closed at five. So I think we went back around three o'clock and did another two hours in there. Just, you know, nitpicking. Like I, I let him do his own thing and read as much as I could the first time through. But the second time through, there were things I definitely wanted to go back and take a closer look at. Um, there's a whole section on stadiums of a nice representation for Camden yards there. Uh, the ballpark that forever changed baseball being acknowledged. Yeah, we know um, what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Mem- I'm going to go there, Bird. I'm going to go to uh, Cooperstown. Right, well, we'll Emmett, be at 336 from Cooperstown when uh, Adley Rushman goes in. Okay, if we're all still alive. <laughs> I believe that'll be the next I mean, Oriole to go in. It's still fresh, and like I said, I spent upwards of five hours in there just two days ago, so I'm not in a hurry to go back, but I would definitely go back for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, give me a couple of years for this weekend to settle, and I would do it again. Yeah. Um, just walking in all these little shops, there, they, there was a shop that sold wall wall caps and including every minor league team you could think of. So they were selling Bowie Bay cool. caps and mm-hmm. Aberdeen Ironbirds caps right there on main street in Cooperstown. Um, Matt, remember we went to the, the Bowie game, uh, earlier this summer and saw Rodriguez and Adley Rushman sure. up against, uh, I think it was New Hampshire rubber ducks. They yeah. had rubber ducks merchandise. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Did they um, have the Savannah bananas? I'm sure I didn't specifically locate them, but I'm sure they did. They had everybody. Yeah, because that's that, not minor league. That's independent. That's yeah. independent league baseball. Oh uh, yeah. well, maybe not. But. but Bert, you would Bert. You need to do some research on the Savannah bananas. I think you've Why been off three thirty six since we've been talking about it. They are the perfect baseball team for you. After okay. the show, just take a look at their Facebook page. It's it's the best baseball out there. Savannah, um, Georgia. Yeah, Savannah Bananas. We're gonna go. I, I tried. I tried to get tickets. Forget. I tried to get tickets this year. The entire season was sold out immediately. Wow. So, uh, and their their arch nemesis is the Macon Bacon. <laughs> so Macon, Georgia. So yeah, but check those out. We're gonna be going hopefully next year. We'll see. That sounds awesome. Well, it sounds like uh, a great trip. What else? You got anything well, else on yeah. your bullet list? Uh, going to Hershey Park for Halloween weekend. <laughs> no, I mean that was that was it was exactly what I wanted it to be. It was so much fun. Uh, my son is at the age where it, it was just me and him, and he was so excited, and it was so fun just to see him. 
ask some questions and, and figure things out. And like, he lives and breathes this stuff. So it was, it was a pleasure for me to get to do it with him. And, uh, I, I, I told my wife, you would love Cooperstown just for being a town, but you would, you would have no interest in the baseball stuff. So, you know, this is good that it's just a trip for me and him. But, but you also probably appeared to be a God to your son because you knew all the baseball players in there. And could tell oh, yeah, stories yeah. about all the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, we've all baseball. Gary Carter is like a household name in our house for some reason now. I I've learned more about Gary Carter from my seven year old that I never knew. <laughs> uh, now have you? It was a great baseball weekend. Now have you or Matt have either of you started to introduce your boys to the baseball movies? Because there's great kid baseball movies out. Have you tried yet, Matt? No, no, on my end, and I'm just kind of jealous of, I'm hoping Salas hits that phase soon, because right now, instead of um, a baseball player in his room, he's got a a map of all the lighthouses on the East Coast in his room, and I can tell you about the the Hooper Strait Lighthouse and the Drum Point Lighthouse as we hit all these lighthouses on the East Coast, Uh, but I'm no expert on lighthouses, lighthouses, but... That yeah, lighthouse but... comment made me smile too big in my. In my <laughs> 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 but, but no, no, I haven't done any. Yeah. I haven't done any. I haven't done any baseball movies with Silas yet. All right, well, go ahead. There's a great movie called The Lighthouse. You can watch that with Silas. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Albie's all in on the Sandlot and um, the Rookie of the Year with the Cub, the funky butt loving. Yeah, yeah, the broken uh, arm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, he knows all that stuff. All right, good. Good. I'll tell you what, this was a good break from talking Orioles baseball. (laughs) All right, Matt, take a week off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was nice. I mean, mean, this week has been a, a story of blowouts. I think, I mean, on the positive note, I'm really enjoying seeing and watching the downfall, the, the total collapse of the New York Yankees, to me, has been almost, I, I took as much, not not as much, but close, close to the same amount of joy as Orioles winning as I do in the Yankees losing. And so the collapse of the Yankees has been something good to watch in the midst of the Orioles um, stinking it up. The playoff yeah. run has been interesting to watch, albeit the Orioles not involved. But even just in the last week, the Orioles are making some headlines with Cedric Mullins approaching 30-30 and Mountcastle breaking Ripken's record, um, rookie record. Um, so, yeah, gosh, it I mean, cool. it, it makes you wish if we just had decent pitching, it could be a whole other story. Yeah, it gives you hope for next year if they spend a little yeah. money. And it was cool to see, like, kid Ryan Mountcastle pictures with Cal. yeah. And stuff that going around, cool. so it's always uh, always fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this, and we talked about this a couple episodes when when people were talking about is this the worst worst Orioles season of all time? And like, no, because you have these cool storylines like Ryan Mountcastle and like Cedric Mullins chasing thir- thir- thirty for thirty. Um, and so, and the, not to mention the John means no hitter earlier this year. And so, there has been some cool stuff. But I, I mean, I think the takeaway from this season has to be for Meg Elias. And everybody else, so this is just, you cannot do this again as far as starting pitching goes. I don't care if you don't call up Adley Rutschman um, until later. I don't care if you don't 
um, actively try, 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 try to sign some offensive players if you just wait for these rookies, these minor leaguers to come. But you cannot go into next season. You, I mean, you need. I feel like you need literally need like eight new pitchers on this team to to just not embarrass yourself next year. Um, so that's Michael Elias has his work cut out for him. But 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 yeah, I mean, it's been. I mean, baseball is a long season, it and is. when you don't have starting pitching, when you have to watch Alex Wells go out there and even Matt Harvey go out there with an over six as one of your better pitchers. It just makes the game miserable because um, your starters can't get through the fourth inning or fifth inning. And then you had a bullpen since, since the trade deadline, a bullpen has absolutely imploded. So you knew even if somehow if there's some miracle, you could be five to five in the fifth or something, you know, you know that you have Fry can't throw a strike. Scott can't throw a strike. Um, Tyler Wells is your one go reliever. So, so you knew what would happen. It's just, it made it so frustrating, such a long season to watch bad pitching. Um, it's a shame too because yeah, what Cedric Mullins has done this year has been absolutely amazing. Worth t- t- tuning in for Ryan Mackow. So I don't understand. There's like this this like debate if he's rookie of the year or not, or if he's up if he sh- if he should be mentioned yeah. in rookie of the year. And right. People get all heated over this, which I, I don't really understand this discussion yeah. at all. Clearly, but, he's got to be mentioned though. Yeah, I don't I don't see what the big deal of saying he's having a great year and he should be in yeah. the talks of rookie it's of like the year. People, I think it's because he's an Oriole. People don't want to admit that there's something some well, good storylines in Baltimore. No, it's it's his style of play. People don't like he's, oh that he's he's a power. He's power not a great player. defender. He doesn't have high OBP. He strikes right. out sometimes. Um, he hits home runs. So people yeah. think here's no what has like happened in baseball. In people think that every guy who hits home runs and strikes out is like the same guy, and you can have any of them for a million dollars, and they're all the same. But right. no, like yeah. there's different degrees. There's a spectrum there, and. And Ryan Mackhouse was very high up on that spectrum. Yeah, can't wait till he gets his big deal and then forgets how to swing the bat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they're talking about. Like I heard some people talk about Anthony Rizzo, another similar guy like that. And is he going to make any money this offseason? How much money will he make? And um, yeah, it's interesting. But there's certainly like Ryan Mackhouse, I think, is a key piece of this future. Yeah, he's um, a rookie. You got to remember, he's a, he's a rookie and and hitting the ball like that. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll be good. He'll be a good four or five hitter for us for a long time, I think. Yep. I had, I had one other thought when you were mentioning how atrocious the bullpen pitching is and how it relates to something I saw at the Hall of Fame this weekend. They have a theater, and, you know, like every hour on the hour, they show a 20-minute film, and we sat there and watched it. And, I mean, it was really well done. It's one of those things you got to bring your tissues to. Because, um, hmm. I mean, Brookian was in it. And, you know, uh, they're talking about all the all-time greats. And a lot of guys are talking who have passed on, Ernie Banks, Hank Aaron, stuff like that. Um, And one of the people that spoke was Pedro Martinez. And he's talking about where he came from and how he was just dirt poor in the Dominican growing up. But he loved baseball. And look at him now. He's in the Hall of Fame and he holds some records and things like that. And he's saying things like, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And uh, Ripken even said something similar. He's like, I, I used to lay out my uniform the night before I went to bed for Little League. I, you know, I just love baseball, and baseball is my life. And all these guys are saying the same thing. And it, it makes you feel the warm and fuzzies inside. And I was like, I love baseball, too. But then I also, <laughs> the, I kept going back to, I'm sitting in the theater watching this movie, and I'm the Orioles bullpen is coming to my mind and I'm thinking guys that aren't even on the team anymore, like Paul Fry or whoever. I was like, 
Paul Fry probably laid out his uniform every night before Little League too, and he's a scrub. <laughs> like right, but yeah, and and they they said like out of all, the, it's less than one percent of anyone who's ever played for Major League Baseball gets a plaque in the Hall of Fame. But the other ninety nine plus percent of guys, they all love baseball just as much as everyone right. else. So like, that while those stories give you the warm and fuzzies and make you feel good. They, these guys are spectacular and it doesn't take away from yes. the fact that everybody else likes the game. And a lot of people are pretty good at it. They're just not as good as Pedro Martinez or right. Hank Aaron. Right. And forget, forget Paul Fry. We laid out our uniforms before games too. I mean, totally. we, we still play softball <laughs> as old men because we love I, the game. I laid my softball uniform out. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, but you're right. We uh, praise true, true confession. I laid out my Vlad Guerrero jersey and Ripken jersey before <laughs> Cooperstown. I was like, this is what I'm going to wear when we walk around the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, and yeah. I'm 41 years old. <laughs> oh, I pulled out my Lamar Jackson jersey before church yesterday and laid it on the chair where I would later watch football. Uh, it's, well, so, it's so contagious. And, and, well, and that also makes me think of, like, how awesome and great it is to watch great players. We got the pleasure of watching Kyle Ripken when we were young day in and day out and what a pleasure that was for us yeah. um, even though it was weren't always good and then and then I think like as far as the team like it's great it's really great that Albie is into all these baseball teams because you know you wouldn't want him to be at this point 100% in the Orioles that would be depressing and he probably would destroy yeah. his love of baseball because if you think <laughs> about teams right now like right now it's freaking the end of September and if you're even a Phillies fan um, or if you're a, a Braves fan or if you're certainly like a Rays fan or a Blue Jays fan, like you are watching every single game, hanging on every single pitch, and baseball is super fun and super exciting right now for you. This is the most exciting right. time of the year in baseball for teams in contention. But for us yeah. as Orioles fans, but, it's like miserable and, and the season dragging on. And so some of that kind of joy that you get from watching kind of those great baseball players and those highlights, um, like it's frustrating because um, – Half the cities right have that joy right now, and the other half of us are are fighting out for the you know number one draft pick. Yeah, but I mean, even like it took us into adulthood to see a Super Bowl, and for our own our own Super Bowl, and and it's gonna it's taken even longer, obviously, for us to see a World Series. I hope we see one before we die. Yeah, uh, but never it, seen one yet, right? But it's exciting for your your boys for Silas and Albie that they're the right age that as this rebuild they're going to be in the prime age for this rebuild yeah, so, yeah hopefully maybe all goes uh-huh. to play if it works right? now yeah <laughs> I mean, we've I mean, gone I down the road before right and i know they're yeah. making some really cool lighthouses and stuff but <laughs> the hope is the Orioles. I mean, it's yeah. good to have lighthouses as a backup plan though if this right. whole thing doesn't work out right right might right might want to start on working on another sun now so that gives you a little bit more time for the Orioles window. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> or a girl. Got a girl coming. She could be into baseball. I got three girls. They're not into baseball. No, I try. I ask them every Sunday have... to watch football. Ask them to watch the Orioles. They have no interest. Bert, were you tempted to take any of the girls to Cooperstown? Uh, no. It <laughs> slowed right. us down. I mean, they, they would have played along. But they would they wouldn't know. They couldn't tell you the difference between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Philadelphia Phillies. If oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Uh the uh oh crap. 
that's why I'm not on this show anymore because I I have a good thought and then it just dissipates. I'm sorry, I distracted my question. (laughs) Oh, oh, it just came back to me. This is a season, you know, just like the last few as Orioles fans where, you know, when the season's over, the season's over. I might poke my head into the playoffs here or there, but I I really don't care usually, um, especially last year with the shortened season. This year, I'm all in just because my son has been into it. Like, so like, I'm yeah. ready for the playoffs to start because we're going to be, you know, watching the games and checking the highlight or checking the scores the next morning, you know, who's eliminated, who's not. So like, obviously the Orioles are not in it, but I want to see what the Brewers do. I want to see what right. uh, the Giants do. I want to see what Kevin Galsman does. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. No, there's, especially if the Yankees and Red Sox can get knocked out or at least one of them, it at least gives a little bit of excitement for the, for the postseason. Yeah, I mean, and even if they make it in, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're just to root against, right? Like, right. Yeah. That's a reason to watch. Yeah. I, I think I told they you had, last I mean, they had, a, they, they had a, a small exhibit for the 2020 World Series, and I had to look at it a couple times to be like, oh, that's right, the Dodgers did win the World Series last year. <laughs> right. and, Not... and it was in Texas. <laughs> Versus the Rays, right? Yeah, that. the Rays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They had um they had a whole tray of all of the World Series rings going back to the very first one. Um that was cool. And and they had a a box with seven baseballs in it for all seven of the no hitters that have been thrown this year, including John Means. Oh well that's cool oh, to nice. see John Means represented. I remember I, in the beginning of the season they thought there were gonna be a hundred no hitters, and that really is yeah. <laughs> yes. did not happen. Right, right. I do like – well, that's part of what I like about Camden Yards when you go up in the suite level and you can see the, the three World Series trophies yeah. all there. That's always cool to see. Yeah. All right, cool, Bert. Well, you know, when you go to Cooperstown in you know, three or four more years, you should come back on the pod and tell us about it. <laughs> that, I'll be right back. With <laughs> <laughs> bells on. We'll, we'll, find, we'll find excuses to bring you back. Yeah, hey, Josh, I don't want to pressure you, but if you have anything to say about, <laughs> didn't I tell you last week I'm over it? I'm not giving you any more yeah, updates. We, I talked. We were watching the game together last night, and you hinted that maybe you want to talk. But I'm not going to pressure you to talk about it. <sighs> all right. We, 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 you don't all have right, to, Josh. Right, here, no here, here, here we go. Is this the PlayStation thing? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. PlayStation. Josh yeah. is still irritated. He doesn't like to talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. The but PlayStation I try to make thing, him talk about it. Yeah, the PlayStation. The PlayStation thing is now the most irritating thing in my life. Oh gosh! So, um, uh, it's been going on for six months now. <laughs> I gave a day count last week, and I think it was like 158 days. So he called me Friday while I'm working. Oh, a phone call! A phone call! Wow, and that's says, an upgrade over text message. Yeah, says what are you doing? I'm said working. He said I'll have him tonight. I said no, you won't. And he said you'll see. And he hung up. But see, and, I don't understand that phone call. Just show up at your house with them. I don't understand I that agree. phone call. But okay. I agree. All right. It's like he's antagonizing, oh, like controlling you. Yeah. So he didn't show up. He didn't show up. No, he didn't show up. So then Saturday he texted, say he was on his way. He he's didn't not, show Josh. up. He's I not know. on his way. Sunday he didn't respond to my messages, didn't say anything until late Sunday before the Ravens game when he texted and said, uh, this is a, more of a hassle than I thought. It's costing me more, something, something. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I'm getting them tonight. I said, all right, I'm watching the Ravens game. I'll be here. Didn't show up. Today, <laughs> he call, Today he calls me again. It's another phone call. Yeah. Does he he give says, you, okay, yeah, go ahead. 
And he says, I'm at the place. I was trying to look up. I think it was like noon. It was like 1130 or noon that he called me. No, 135. He said, what are you doing? I said, working. He said, all right, well, I'm at the place to pick him up. I said, all right, I'll, let me know when. I'll be home in about 30 minutes. Or I, I said, I'm 30 minutes from home, but I can cut out early if you need me to. So then nothing. I leave the office at 5 o'clock. I send him a text and say, hey, I'll be home in 30 minutes. And he said, I haven't gotten him yet. And then I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> so uh, that's the update. And uh, I messaged him before the show saying, so at what point do we just give up on this? Josh, you need to take this to Tucker Carlson or something on Fox News and do a special episode on this. I uh, I think they're a little distracted with some other stuff going on. Okay. But I have a deadline. I gave them a deadline. If other stuff in my life gets settled before this, okay. then I'm done. And then you're going to go beat them up? Or what's going to happen with the deadline? I don't know. You want your I money just, back? Yeah, yeah, I guess the money back. But I'm not even bothering him now because I'm so annoyed with it. Yeah. But uh, but now that he's calling me on Friday and Saturday and Sunday, like he's the one reaching out and saying I've got him while I've you're, given up. You're trying to move on with your life. I'm moving on, and he's still he reaching. He still keeps re- bringing back. Right. I thought we broke up years ago. He keeps he keeps sliding back into my DMs. But he said, but but just to tease you, right? No, he's yeah, not, totally. He doesn't just even want to. He's yeah. not putting out. It's just no, a tease. He's teasing you. Yeah. It's like he's exactly. bored on Friday night. So, so let right. me slide in your DMs because I'm bored. Right. But it's just a tease. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's nothing else going on with my life. So I I, I fall for the tease every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So I said last week I don't want to talk about it. And that's because I'm tired. It's the most irritating thing in my life. No, but if, there's, if there is important developments, you have an obligation uh, to this podcast to share important I know. developments. Because we've know gone we do. far with, down this road with you. I know. I, I, yes, I agree. This is now part of the show. It's made it into the comments. Our comments are now about PlayStations and about Burt being missing. That's, that's our reviews now that come in. <laughs> so so I, I get that. And I understand that it's my obligation and to, to share it on here. So there you go. There's my update. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm done. All right. Well, you know, at least you have Orioles to look forward to. Yeah, when did the Ravens you... play? One o'clock Sunday. That's right. Well, it's going to be weird playing a game at like a normal time. Oh my gosh. I'm so tired of these 830 games. Literally tired. Um, because <laughs> oh yeah. It's too late of nights. I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm irritable and angry all day. It ruins the whole week. We need to stop. I was planning tonight. I was last night. I was planning to go, to go home you know, watch them adapt. I was going to go home at halftime and go to bed at halftime. And I couldn't because the freaking game was too good. Right. Yeah. So next week we have 1 o'clock, then we have 425, then we have an 8 o'clock game again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll enjoy yeah. the next two weeks. Yep. All right. Well, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Write us a review. Tell us how much you loved having Bert the Zany one back on the show for story time. Pressure him to come with more story times for next time. <laughs> I'm expecting my Twitter to be blowing up tomorrow, even though I don't you know, see it anymore. All right. Here's what Bert's coming back for. Yeah. Because I think Bert will enjoy this. Okay. Talk about myself? <laughs> no. Bert, you know how Disney right now is doing their what if things with parallel uh, stories Marvel? with Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. During the, during the off season, we decided we're going to do some what ifs for the Orioles. For like, okay. what if Chris Davis didn't have to take stop taking the, uh, Adderall? Yeah. What if Manny didn't blow out his knee? 
and do some what-ifs that would have helped the Orioles or made the Orioles a lot worse. What if Mark Kankis didn't break his thumb, right? Exactly. Yeah, the playoffs, yep. Yep. Right. Okay. So we'll bring you back in the uh, in the whatever offseason for that. What if uh, Kevin Gosman and Dylan Bundy were good when they were playing for us? Yeah, right. or you could, you could what add if, Jake Arrieta to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What, if, yeah. uh, what if Jake Arrieta right. won the signing for us instead of for the Cubs? What is that? That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. Though, for fairness, Dylan Bundy has not been good for the Angels. Let's set, let's put that out there. Okay, but yeah. and, and Jake Arrieta is done. Taking over three or four guys we have right now. Maybe. So. All right. Well, go ahead and uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Go to iTunes. Write us a five-star review on iTunes. Yep. All right. Yeah. Go online. Bet the over. No, tonight you bet the under, and I'm going to win again tonight. Yeah, yeah. Under tonight. Anyone else you, the over. I've won seven in a row with the Orioles, betting over-unders. If Ellis, Aiken, or Means is playing, you bet the under. Anyone else is pitching, Wells, Kramer, any of those guys, you pitch the over. We got a bullpen game coming up, uh, I think, soon. Oh, that's it, the over. tomorrow a bullpen game? Uh, double down on the over. Yeah, I mean, you got to slam the over with that one. Um, but you, but you got to understand when you bet the over-unders, you got to assume that the Orioles will score two runs. So the other team has to get the other eight if it's ten right. or nine or whatever. The other right. team's got to get them off. So you got to be prepared for that because they're right. Yeah. It's not football when you're just expecting, like, an even each yeah. team get 25. No, so you're expected. betting on Alex Wells giving up seven runs in the third inning. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Which he does. So you're pretty safe bet. Um, seriously, I won like seven in a row with that. Um, all right, anyway, that's uh, Batten Corner. That's actually three to six. Um, you can follow us all on Twitter. I don't. I should put my betting tip, uh, tips on Twitter to get some more followers. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, no, but then I, I the big. Uh, you're bringing your, the hate. Yeah, your 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 show, Josh, the big fat winners. Oh yeah. Um, they lose a little bit too much. I think oh, they yeah. took out the big fat winners. Oh, totally. They we might disband, dis- Josh. There, there's a lot of drama happening with the big fat winners. Oh, yeah. Because they told us all to bet on Charlotte, and yep. Charlotte got blown out. Yeah, they and said. They, they put the this guy was Alabama. talking about coming to, to that work in game. two or something, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, we'll have to teach them the, uh, the Betsy Orioles strategy. Yeah, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no guarantees in betting, boys and girls. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Follow me at section three three six. A little life advice. Drop bed advice. Life advice. Uh, there's no locks. If someone says the locks, they're lying to you. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. What about locks? There are no locks. Uh, okay. At Josh Rucker. Um Someone wants. Uh, in, unless if you're Josh's neighbor and you say it's a lock, the PlayStation will right. be here on Friday. You well, what is that lock? It doesn't really well, What, what about if you leave your keys in the car? Is that a lock? Mm, that, that, that's a serious lock. Yeah. Okay. Um, hope there's no kids in there either. You right. can follow uh, Bert Rody on Twitter. Uh, I was gonna say it's at Bert Rody. It's also at Bert Rody Instagram. I think I might throw up some of my uh, Cooperstown and Phillies photos uh, if anybody wants to check them out. Oh yeah, cool. Do that. Uh, all right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And as always, go O's and go Ravens and go Bay Sox. <laughs> Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. 
Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.